Welcome to Awakened and Alive After 40. If you're searching for inspiring and easy to apply Enneagram and human design content, then you've come to the right place. We're your hosts, Dominique and Carrie, two friends and coaches who are passionate about sharing our knowledge and insights on these two powerful self-awareness systems to help you step outside the box and into a life that is true to who you really are. We're so grateful to have you here. Let's jump into today's episode. It is no surprise to anyone to know that we live in a very material world where our stuff is very important to us and serves us in our lives every day. But sometimes there can be a dark side when it comes to consumerism or more specifically over consumerism. So Dominique and I are excited today to talk about this topic and just our own experiences with buying, having stuff, owning stuff, how it has impacted our lives, the good, the bad, the social implications and all of that. And as we've mentioned in past episodes, Dominique and I first met through an Instagram community of people who love stationery and paper planners and pens and all the stuff. And that community is particularly very consumeristic and focusing on having the latest and greatest hot thing that everyone's talking about. So Dominique, I'm curious, did you experience that yourself when you were a bigger part of that planner community on Instagram? Oh, yeah, the FOMO was real. And it's funny, because I was thinking about this, what was it about being in that community that really just stirred this desire up in me? I was never one to spend a lot of money on clothing or things like that. But if it was something that was creative, and of course, like in the planner community, I was just like, oh my gosh, I need to try this. I need to try that. Because I was just so curious about it. And of course, I was using a little bit of the planning modality as a means to bring some greater certainty and a sense of control in my life. And at that time, it was such a strong desire that I was just wanting to do whatever I had to hold on to that. And so it was always like, oh, maybe this planner will be more reliable for me or help me achieve my goals. It's a good thing you can't see much of what is in my current room because I still have a lot of planner items, just stuff that I've kept from over the years and things that I haven't used, but I do plan on using eventually. Oh my gosh, I have been so curious about your current planner stash and what you oh all my. used to have. We might have to do that for fun sometimes where we just yeah, talk about yeah. what you have. Because for those of you who don't know, Dominique has a YouTube channel and that's where currently she posts some of our podcast episodes if you'd ever be curious to see the video for that. But she used to talk a lot about planners and she would present mm -hmm. new planners and review planners and planner supplies and that's how I found Dominique. I loved her YouTube channel when she did this. I would just wait because I knew her video release schedule and that's I would so wait to release a video <laughs> because I just loved her take on different products and you are the person who inspired me to start using a passion planner which I did for a couple mm, years. That's my planner still passion planner. I love that planner. company so much. So she was really a part of this where 
in order to continue her channel and to continue growing, she probably had this feeling of, well, I need to have new things. I need mm -hmm. to talk about mm -hmm. the newest planners. So I feel when you're having that as your job or your side hustle, that pull to buy more can be even greater because it is sort of part of the work you were doing. For sure. Absolutely. It was a big part of it. And then even when I started to come out of that, because I was getting more into my coaching business, and I would look around and just see how much I had. I had this sense of just like, oh my gosh, what was I doing? Why did I feel like I needed all of this? I always am fascinated, of course, when I look through now the lens of human design and one of the energy centers, the will center, also known as the ego center, this is where we have energy for resources, for business management. This is also where self-worth and value lies. And the shadow side of it can be low self-worth, which means that you could potentially look to material items to make you feel better about yourself or making a certain amount of money because that number means that you are of greater value. It's one of those centers that is undefined for me. And so that shadow side, again, could potentially have me fall, if I'm not aware of it, into pushing myself to feel greater value, to show people, to prove my value and pushing to the point of exhaustion at times. And then also in my situation where it was a little bit of the material items that I, I wanted to continue to collect so that I could continue sharing with others and having a place of not importance, but it just felt so good that people were interested and what I had to share. And I was like, oh, I don't want to lose that because if I don't continue with this, then what do I have to offer? It was uh, an interesting thing for me to look at. And I think you really hit the nail on the head just now with one of the big reasons that so many of us overconsume and buy things we don't necessarily need. And that is to fill some sort of void. It gives us that shot of dopamine when we get something that we're really excited about. But so mm. many times you hear about people getting the thing and then it loses all sense of excitement once they've had it for an hour or a day or two or whatever. And then people People are left maybe with buyer's remorse or regret or thinking about how much money they spent. Now this isn't something they even really want. And so I think something that's really important for all of us to remember is to think about how will this thing that I'm going to buy serve me and will it serve me well? Is it worth the money, which used to be time? So mm -hmm. we always trade our time for money when we work. People want to feel a void. People ha also have that FOMO, like you said, to keep up when you see all of the new shiny things, you see the latest version and you want the newest thing, even if you have a perfectly good whatever it is. Everyone wants the newest thing, even though they have one that's working just fine. And so when we as a society are always seeing something better, something that we feel like we're lacking, it can make us feel like we are lacking in some way. And then we think having the new thing is going to make us feel whole somehow. For sure. That resonates with me. It absolutely does because I've been there. I've felt that. One thing that was helpful for me when I came to the realization and I started to have that awareness of how I was buying things to 
fill a void or to feel better about myself, I then started to look at it and, and ask myself, like, what do I like to spend my money on? Why am I spending my money on this? And then also looking at what is going to bring actual value to my life. And so I went from trying to fill this void to now what I love to spend my money on is anything that is going to make me a better person in some way. So like courses so I can learn more to apply in my coaching containers to help others and taking care of my own well-being and health because that is going to allow me to fully step into who I am as a coach to be the best service provider for others. And so this was also part of when I got clear on my core values, that also really shifted things for me because major core value is growth. And my second one, contribution. And when I came to the realization, that's what I really want. That's how I'm going to feel fulfillment in my life. And that's what I want to start applying my money to. And really my time and energy. That is such a great point. We talk about core values in almost every episode because they are such an important piece of being aware and being more in tune with how you want to be living your life. And so like Dominique said, one of my core mm -hmm. values is sustainability or like a sense of locality because I really try to buy local when I can. I am nowhere near perfect at this because sometimes buying local is a lot more expensive than going to Amazon or running to Target or running to Walmart or wherever people are just going to pick up something quick. It can take a lot more time and intention and money to buy local. But when you're buying local or you're buying directly from someone who you know made the thing you're buying, you know exactly where your money's going. And if you align with that person's values, you know you're supporting a system and their community in such a positive way with your dollar. And I think the thing that mm -hmm. is so important for us to remember that so many of us easily forget because life takes over and it's so easy to just buy things on a whim these days. But to remember, it's so important to be cognizant of where our money is going when we buy something and personally, and I don't expect everyone to align with this, but for me, giving it to an independent artisan to make a candle is of way more value even if I'm spending more money than buying a pack of candles at Walmart for a third or a fourth of the price. I would rather spend more money and picture the face of the person who's receiving the money. Exactly, yeah, and know that you're helping to better their own life and mission and purpose by going directly to them versus a, a major company that has so many moving parts to it and the money gets lost into all of those moving parts. It's not really for a special cause or anything like that. And with you mentioning small businesses and companies, that's one reason why going back to planner stuff, I have stuck with the passion planner for so long is because their mission, what they stand for is everything that just moves me, their contribution to so many communities, the giving back that they give to these communities. It really 
really fills my heart. And I know that this is really going to be of good use for others as well as myself because the product is just amazing. That's something that I have certainly found as I've shifted my focus that I look more for who's the individual or small business that is going to really have their purpose expanded upon by me being a part of it because I would want the same. There's so many of us out there that are trying to make improvements and better the world in these small ways that we're able to. I feel like I would want to have that same opportunity and I want to be able to do whatever I can for these other businesses. Exactly. And we are small business owners. And so we know how much mm. we truly appreciate any time someone decides to invest their money in themselves through hiring us. It mm -hmm. means so much to us. And so I like knowing that when I make a purchase that the person who I'm buying from is feeling that same way, that it's actually making a difference in their life. But like I said, I'm not perfect. And I think my Enneagram type being a type one, it definitely makes me very principled and idealistic. And I think that's mm -hmm. why this is a topic that is really of importance to me because I really think about the big picture of consumerism and money and where my money's going just because of that principled piece of it of I am really trying to be intentional with creating a more idealized version of the world that I want to exist. And and I have to say that I love that part about you so very much because in my life it inspires me to do more of the same thing whereas before I would think a lot about it sometimes. I'd be like, yeah, I really want to do that. But it has given me that push to really try to walk the talk. And so I greatly appreciate that just from you, you sharing this passion with me and, of course, our listeners. Thank you so much. Because I'd never want to feel like I'm preaching to someone or trying to get someone to see yeah. my view or change their ways. But as projectors, if someone mm -hmm. invites us in to give our opinion or explain why we're living our life in some way, I'm very happy to do it. But obviously, I don't expect every person to care about this or to live their life in this way, because especially depending on people's season of life, this could be the last thing on someone's mind because they are just trying to do the best they can in the moment because they are overwhelmed with children and work and stress and expenses and there's no way they could worry about where their money's going. So right. I totally right. get it. And that's kind of the beauty of it too is we're all going to be in our own seasons and we're all going to want different things. Exactly. A couple of Enneagram types I did want to touch on that might have more of a struggle with over-consumerism in general just because of the tendencies of these types. And obviously, this is a huge generalization, but I wanted to touch a little bit on type 7 because type 7s in general do experience a lot of FOMO. They don't want to miss out on anything. They want to live life to the fullest. And if that means having the coolest new thing or taking a trip to the most popular destination, then that might be harder for them to resist because it's such a pull for them to want to have this excitement in their life. And the other type I wanted to touch on regarding this topic is type 8. So type 8s, their core weakness 
it can sometimes also be called their vice or their passion is lust and not just in a sexual sense, but just a lust for more. They want to have more in life, whether it's more power or more control, but it can also manifest in more money, more wealth, more stuff to sort of prove their greatness. So this isn't going to be true for all type eights, but it could manifest in a way through that Enneagram type that they do want the bigger and the better thing. And so it might push them huh. to overconsume a bit. It's, it's interesting you mentioned that. And I'm just curious real quick with me being a nine and we've talked about the wings, if this pertains at all. Because I remember when I was in college, I had a thing with cars where I would trade my car in every two or three years because I was like, oh man, look at this shiny thing. And so I'd be like, all right, I'm done with this. Let me try this now. And it was this thing that I noticed where I was like, just wanting a new kind of experience, that new shiny object. And it was just rolling from one car to the, the next, testing it out. I mean, that's interesting. And speaking of Enneagram wings, which are the numbers on either side of your core Enneagram type. So Dominique is a type nine. So she has wings of type one and type eight. So we can fluctuate between wings. Our wings are not something that's solidified in our life. So maybe in those years of late teens, early 20s, when humans in general tend to be a little bit more rebellious mm -hmm. or energetic or excitement seeking, yeah. you could have been leaning more heavily into that eight mm -hmm. wing than you are now. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. It's all yeah, about the it was more like, life. Yeah. And it was more like experimental at that time too, which is part of my line three, which is all about experimenting and trying and seeing what I like and don't like. So yeah, that's interesting. I was curious about that. So overall, just talking about why this is an important topic that may not seem like it fits into our general podcast theme, but overall... I think a lot of us believe that having more stuff will bring us more happiness. And time and time again, that has shown to not be true. Stuff mm. and material items are not what create happiness in our day-to-day -day lives. Obviously, we need the foundational stability of the things that we need for daily living in order to not have the stress of where are we going to get those. But in this conversation, we're more specifically talking about those extraneous things that are not necessary for our day-to-day -day lives. But we believe because the advertisers are really good at getting us to believe that it will be the key to our happiness. Yeah. Whereas I know when we look at consumerism, a lot of it stems from, yeah, it'll make you happy temporarily because you're trying to fill this void and maybe trying to fill it because of not feeling you have enough or are enough. And then that cycle is going to start again. So for myself and what I always encourage others is recognizing that you are enough because you're alive right now, right here. You're here. And everything that you have to offer this world is enough. And trying to find that value and practice living in that value, which I practice every single day. It is a constant practice. And it's something where just starting to cultivate greater belief in enoughness can really be key into switching so many other areas in your life too. 
And I think an impactful exercise, if you are wanting to more closely examine your consumption and how much you're spending money on for things you don't necessarily need, is to really look beyond the stuff to figure out what is really important to you. What are you seeking through the stuff? Mm -hmm. What is the stuff giving you temporarily? And maybe finding a way to cultivate that through a more sustainable modality, such as inner work or Mm -hmm. connecting with your community or volunteering. So we might be buying stuff for a greater sense of security. We might be buying stuff to have a feeling of worthiness, Mm -hmm. to feel included or part of a group or a trend. And so finding another way to get those needs met that don't involve spending money because buying the thing is such a temporary band-aid that's not really going to help in the long run with any of these things that we're seeking to have from the stuff. Yeah, it's more of like looking at what is the experience that you're purchasing? Like you were saying, it's not about a thing. It's about what's the feeling? What's the experience that you're seeking from whatever purchase it is? And like you mentioned, security or my situation, like certainty. And I I think what you were just saying, identifying, feeling, experience. And if it's not where you want it to be, if it's a feeling of I'm not worthy enough, but this thing will make me feel worthy for a little bit. How can you switch that? How can you build upon your worthiness? And you mentioned the personal growth, working on yourself in whatever way feels good to cultivate a greater sense of worthiness or whatever that feeling might be. Thank you for listening to this episode. Your support is so appreciated. If you'd like to have a question answered about your human design or Enneagram type in a future episode, you can submit it through the link in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you.